Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, energized by KLMO Game Boy US, with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. Coming in hot with the 411 on all things sporting clays. Your go-to source for information, education, and entertainment from the new shooter to the seasoned competitor. Oh, I'm a junkie, man. I want to play with the buttons. He just I, likes to throw people under the bus. Right. You're not used to that yet. <laughs> That's part of the show. Does your brain hear what your mouth is saying? Hey, I'm going to call Dave when the podcast is over and ask him what half the words are. Let's rapid fire. Let's do the hot seat. Let's get her done. Often imitated, but never duplicated. And now, it's showtime. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> what do you think of that, Sean? That's pretty neat. I like that. That's something a little different. How you been? Oh, good, buddy. Good, good. Yeah. Spring, springing, and we're getting busy, and I'm just glad it's not cold and nasty anymore. Uh, I don't know about that. We're still talking about Ohio. Yeah, but this is much better than January and February. You got to. Oh yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Glass half full, buddy. Glass <laughs> half full. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So hey, we got a uh, surprising guest coming on tonight. Yep. Folded Wing Apparel. Yep, these guys are uh, doing it right. It's a small family-owned business out of Texas. Uh, got their own line of wing shooter uh, garments apparel. And, and apparel. Yeah, sorry. And also, they're branching into the sporting clays. Yes, very excited. So, that'd that. be cool. A lot of uh, listeners out there might be interested in that. Absolutely. Um, everybody, we're, we're very, very sorry. We had two episodes of David Radulovich <clears throat> previous to this. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness when he gets going you gotta you gotta just let it go that that podcast took a lot of work your poor wife yes we love you jules <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey we still got some questions for the coaches uh lots of coaches coming up uh lots of your questions can be answered and you know david made a good point um he talked to us in between when we were doing that podcast Make sure when you're asking the question, give him or any of the coaches some background. You know, let's not just ask a, a, a bland question because you'll get a bland answer. Right. The more detail in your question, the more detail they can give you in an answer. Yeah. What class are you shooting in? What's your level of experience? How many years have you participated in the sport? Because it, it makes a big difference. Somebody that's just getting started versus somebody that's been shooting for 10 years or right. more. Yeah. If your question is target specific, I don't think that matters as much. But, you know, when they're having trouble with a technique or seeing a bird or something. Give us a little bit of background. Yeah, you know? um, exactly. Dive a little deeper into that. So anyway, yeah, questions for the coaches. Um, we are getting ready to record. Time you hear this, we might be real close to recording the Q&A uh, with just Sean and I, hosted by David. Um, but uh, that, a, that'll be interesting. Those, the, that'll be, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> have lawyers on the phone right ring 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 um we have got some really good questions for gun clubs and like seeing that we've had a lot of interest gun clubs are calling and texting me hey what kind of questions are you guys getting yep so we'll just we'll just save it for them when they come on the show but uh send us those questions there's there's been some good ones yeah absolutely absolutely well you want to get this ball rolling buddy yes yeah let's give them a call all right, on the phone with us from Folded Wing Apparel is Pat Murphy. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all? Doing great, man. Glad to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, Pat, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, just give, give our listeners a little bit of history about yourself. 
All right. Well, yeah, uh, me and my wife, Jen, we live in uh, New Braunfels, Texas, which is just a little north of San Antonio. We are both shooters. Um, we both love to get involved in the sporting clay groups around around our area and shoot and compete a little bit and, and uh, just re- really enjoy the, the sport. I'm a passionate wing shooter and, and bird hunter by default, I think my parents were. So uh, that's just kind of kind of what we love to do. We love to we love to bird hunt, and we love to go sporting clay shooting. Well, Pat, I spent quite a bit of time over in your area when I lived in Texas. I used to go to Canyon Lake all the time with my boat. That was that was a ton of fun. Um, so let me ask, being in that area, is there, I mean, is there, I know San Antonio is right around the corner, but is there a lot of sporting clay courses out in that area? Y- yes, sir, there is. There, uh, we're kind of, man, I, we're so fortunate. We're, we have a lot of, lot of options to shoot down here, of course. You know, we're with traffic probably an hour from the national complex. Um, I shoot a lot at the San Antonio Gun Club, which is downtown San Antonio. Um, I also shoot a lot at Trainer Health Supply or or Bear Community Shooting Range, which is the same place in a little town called Marion, which is just outside of San Antonio also. Uh, and we just don't have far to go. We, we're able to shoot at, at the Austin uh, the Austin facility. We're able to go to uh, not very far to Houston. You know, we're only two and a half hours from Houston and all their facilities. So we're uh, we're real fortunate to have a lot of a lot of options down here. That's very cool. So we're talking about folded wing apparel. Yes, sir. You started this from the ground up yourself. Can you tell us how that came to be? Yes, sir. I sure can. Well, Jen and I started it together. Of course, uh, we're pretty passionate about it. Like I said, I'm a I'm a wing shooter by default, and we both just love sporting clay events. And I think the the idea of folded wing apparel always kind of existed in my mind. I always felt like bird hunters and and uh, clay shooters and just just shotgun enthusiasts in general so, kind of deserve their own brand, a little bit like the fishermen have their own brand sure. big game hunters got their own brand but we never really had time to develop it and then COVID hit and we won't go into all that but <laughs> we we had time to develop it <laughs> gotcha gotcha was there like just a, a a need like did you see that there was something missing in the market or there was just there was no available options for what you were looking for or i guess what was the driving force to kind of push you into doing this well um yeah, I think there was a, a little bit of a, a gap to some degree. First, I felt like it was a, a big enough market. The sporting clay market combined with the wing shooting market is a large enough group of people to sustain a, a, a brand of its own. So oh, I, oh, I yeah. felt that for sure. Second, if I considered the quality and the style and the comfort from a price standpoint, I, I did. I felt like there was somewhat of a gap in the in the uh in the market i did okay well so you know i guess here this this begs the next question i mean i i'm a bird hunter from way back as well i don't do it as much anymore i tend to bust the little orange ones more than i do the 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 furry uh wing or the feathered (laughs) ones sorry Um, (laughs) yes sir but uh you know i remember you know getting jackets and coats and pants and boots and you know there's a lot of gear you need to go out and and hunt comfortably especially when you're chasing pheasants and uh, well, not so much sitting and shooting doves, but you know, quality of the uh, of the clothing and the and the articles that you wear 
wear and use when you're wing shooting uh, definitely varies from company to company. So I understand, uh, you know, you want to be comfortable. You want to be, um, well, you want to be, let's, let's look at the features. Sometimes you want to be waterproof. Sometimes you want to be briar proof. Some, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you run into when you're hunting, right? So, you know, I'm sure that all went through your brain too, like all the different options and features and stuff that you could probably bring to the table with your clothing, right? Yes, sir. Um, it did. And I tell you, make, make no mistake about it. Uh, folded wing apparel is casual clothing. Uh, Jen and I didn't want to get in the, the, uh, the gear race, if you will. Okay. We wanted to leave that for the folks that are, are good at it. Uh, okay. And we wanted to produce good quality, comfortable clothing that is just suited for everyday active wear, uh, and, and wanted to keep it wanted to keep it kind of on that level. Didn't really want to get into the, to the gear race. So, you know, we don't really produce any, any hardcore waterfowl gear or, uh, duck hunting gear or, uh, upland hunting gear. We, we kind of, we're, we're sticking to uh, everyday casual, cool, fun clothing. I got you. Okay. All right. Well then that's my mistake for thinking that way. (laughs) (laughs) So no, no, it's, it's not a mistake. We, we, uh, we just want to, we just want to try to try to reach our niche, if you will. Okay. And And you're right. There's necessarily mean that they have to wear it doing it. We just want it to be available for them. Gotcha. And you're absolutely right. There is a, a ton of companies out there making, you know, brush pants and jackets and stuff like that. So, you know, the market's already yes, pretty saturated with that kind of stuff. So I guess that makes sense. But it's really neat that you guys are kind of taking a whole other approach and using the, the casual line with the, you know, the, the wing apparel type approach. I like that. It, it should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Let me ask you this, Pat. With all that being said, tell us what you do currently have to offer. Uh, well, as far as uh, clothing itself, we, we really strive to, to keep a good quality line of active wear using, you know, performance-based materials that are so, so advanced, uh, compared to the old, you know, heavy cotton, uh, materials from, from years back. We have, uh, a great active wear line, performance hoodies, performance, long sleeve shirts. We've got a great, uh, performance material button down shirt and long sleeve and short sleeve that it's real easy to dress up. It's super easy to dress down. We've still got plenty of fall and winter stuff kind of, you know, remaining from this, this past winter, a few vests, windbreakers, um, got a few accessories, you know, that we kind of put in the mix, some backpacks. Uh, we have recently, developed or started started to develop our our women's line which we're super excited about we're carrying a uh, women's leggings now that you see so often that the that the ladies just absolutely love to shoot in we have a, a v-neck t-shirt for the ladies now so we're on the right track i think to to supply some good quality fun clothing for the ladies and of course we have the standard you know, caps and t-shirts and beanies and all the logo wear that is just a, a lot of fun. So, um, we've got a pretty good selection right now. That's very cool. So you are going to be stepping into the sporting clays market. If I understand that correctly. Um, yes, sir. When I, when I ask that, I don't just mean a, a shirt that says sporting clays on it or has a pair of you know targets on it or whatever. What I'm asking is, you know, you're going to have specific 
performance apparel for the sporting clays market? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we're always going to try our best to keep developing and changing. Mm-hmm. And actually, we, we, we feel pretty strong that the sporting clay shooters are going to really accept a couple of the pieces that we have already currently. And that is the performance hoodie with the, you know, with the UPF 50 sun protection. Uh, it's really cool. It's quick drying. It's just really, really comfortable, super soft, four-way stretch material. We have seen that the the shooters really, really, really have embraced that shirt down here in our area. We also have what I mentioned earlier, the, the button-down performance shirts. Uh-huh. Um, got a lot of breathability in them. They're made from a microfiber material that's just really, really cool and, and breathes. And what we did on that shirt is we sewed in a, uh, a lens cloth into the hem. So the shooters just absolutely love it. You can reach right down there. There's a little hidden pocket on the left side of the shirt that you don't even, you never see it at all. And it's got a, uh, an attached lens cloth in there. You take your glasses off, clean your glasses off right there, tuck it back in the little hidden pocket and you're, you're off and going. And I mean, I, I see these cool. guys wearing these shirts uh, all, at all those numerous places that we, um, that we talked about earlier. I, I think that's a shirt that the, that the shooters are really, really, really going to like. Yeah. That's a neat feature. I, I don't have ever heard of anybody putting that into a shirt before. Have you Jason? No, that's very cool. That's kind of a cool idea. I like that. But to answer your, to answer your question, yes, we want to continue to listen to our customers and develop and keep trying to make it better for this group of people. Um, it's huge. We absolutely love it. And uh, y- yeah, we, we want to definitely focus on the on the clay shooter. Yeah, with that being said, I'm just going to try to expand a little bit on what you just said there, if I could, Pat. So you're willing to take feedback from from the shooters then. You're willing to listen to what they want and what they think they want to you know, change or improve to, to help them, right? Absolutely. We absolutely love feedback. And, guys, it's the only way you can get better. We like feedback, the good and the bad. Uh, our main goal is to have a happy customer. And our customers are everything to us. If they have some negative feedback, you dial our number, you tell us about it. We're going to fix it. Uh, suggestions. We absolutely love it. Last summer we did the performance shirt, uh, the, the performance pullover shirt without a hood. All our customers said, add a hood, add a hood, add a hood. This year we got the, the shirt back or this summer we have the shirt back. It's got a hood on it. So oh, nice. we're cool. just, we're going to listen to you guys. And uh, and do our very best to put out the right kind of right kind of merchandise. Well, it definitely sounds like you're on the right track, and and definitely trying to cater to the audience at hand, which is like you said, the wing shooters and the sporting clay shooters. So, you know, I know it's going to be kind of all over the board. Um, can you talk a little bit about your price points, and then what kind of guarantees or warranties, or you know, how does Folded Wing stand behind the products that they sell? Oh, you bet. Um, I tell you, as far as our price point. Is concerned with all of the challenges that we have right now with the, you know, the supply issues oh, and yeah. just all of the all of the hurdles that we face right now. We have really been able to uh, so far maintain a really low price point based on the quality that we're producing. I, I think our price point is really really good. Um, we really just don't believe a guy should have to spend a hundred bucks or one hundred twenty bucks to buy a button down shirt or a pullover hoodie. I mean, 
times are tough and and uh while we're not the cheapest clothing on the market our quality is way up there and we're trying to be as friendly to our customers as we can you know basically we range anywhere from $25 t-shirts to you know $55 $60 shirts whereas those particular shirts produced by some of our competitors are you know, they're, they're significantly higher. So sure. well, we're, you get, we're, uh, you get what we're you're happy pay for. with our price point so far. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. I was going to say, well, you get what you pay for, right? A- absolutely. Well, absolutely. That, and that's a big thing there, Jason, because, you know, let's face it. We've all got clothing in our wardrobe and there's the shirt that you buy, you wear it two or three times and it looks like hell after the, the wash <laughs> yeah. has been through it three or four times. And then you got the one that you've had for two or three years still almost looks like the day you bought it. You know, and right. that, that's like, that's what I keep going back to buy. So, I mean, you know, as long as the quality's there and as long as the shirt holds up, I'm, I'm a customer. It doesn't matter if it's 25, 45 or $65 to me. Right. I mean, as long as it's a good quality shirt, I'm going to spend the money on it. Right. No, yes, I, sir. I agree. Cause I am in. And to answer, to answer the other part of your, your question, uh, you know, we're going to stand behind our product 100%. I think the difference in, in us versus maybe some large company is we're a two man show. Basically, uh, me and Jen, my wife, we work tirelessly at this and we are going to just strive to make our customers happy. Uh, we don't have any necessarily written guarantees, but I can promise you we're going to stand behind the product. If there's something wrong with it, they pick up the phone, they call the number, we answer the phone, and we make it right. That's very cool. Yeah, you can't say anything more. I mean, that's that's the epitome of a small business right there. We had a situation uh, last week, and like I said, you know, you guys know how young we are, um, but we had a situation last week where, uh, you know, we just had a mistake that happened and the guy uh, a, a good customer who was a first-time customer bought uh, a short sleeve shirt and he got a long sleeve shirt and uh, he was ha- he was not upset but he called and we picked up the phone and talked for a minute he told me what had happened i asked him a few questions about the packaging because i was trying to troubleshoot the problem and i said you know what you enjoy that long sleeve shirt your 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 short sleeve was on the on the way wow the guy is happy and he's will always be a customer and will always be friends now yep that's it you know you treat people right and you'd be surprised how long they'll stick around i've learned the same thing in my business as well um well kind of changing gears here but now might be a good time to fill our listeners in about another product that you're going to be carrying that they're already very familiar with and that is of course bear pelt you're going to be uh, carrying bear pelt correct oh yes sir yeah we are so happy and so excited to be working with Bear Pelt. They're good people, aren't they? Oh man, I'm telling you. We are so excited about this. I, I, I don't even I I don't even know uh how to explain it, but we will soon have a folded wing edition of the Bear Pelt vest. We are a we are a standalone brand, so we don't carry, you know, other other manufacturers, other products made from other people, with this exception. And that is just simply because as a customer, we thought so much of that product. I think it is so, so incredible that I reached out to, to Heather and Eric. They helped me in so many different ways because they they embraced the pains that we're going through as a as a startup and a young company. 
and I, I just felt like we were immediate, immediate friends and they're going to help us with this project. We're going to have, uh, our own addition and we're, we, we can't wait. Um, we're, we're super excited about it. Sweet. Yeah. Everybody loves bear pelt. I mean, that's for sure. It's a good yeah. product that sells itself anymore. Well, Pat, I want you to, to throw out a little bit of a selfish plug here. If people want to come check out your website and the products you offer, where do they find you? Okay. So, uh, a, a few different ways and growing. So obviously the, the main way to find us is foldedwingapparel.com. We have an online store. So that is a, that is a very simple, easy to navigate website. That's real secure, no problems, easy to operate. We are in a few brick and mortar stores. So trainer health supply at NSC and at their main store in, in Marion carry our products. We're, we're grateful for them. Uh, our products are also in the San Antonio gun club. Uh, they are also in frog holler outdoors, which is a small outdoor boutique store in, a, in our hometown of New Braunfels. So we're, we're grateful to be there. We're also in the Southeast at Folsom ranch supply in Baxley, Georgia. Uh, we we're happy to happy to be represented over there. And of course, you know, you can always shop through social media. We're on, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. And, and, uh, so th- those, those avenues are there. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, Pat, do you have any big plans coming up this year? Like, uh, new product lines that you're planning on releasing or other big ideas you can share with us? Well, I'll tell you, we are, we are wanting to continue to move forward with our, with our ladies, our women's line. And hopefully with a little nudge, I can, get some help with uh, a youth line. We get a lot of requests for kids apparel and just smaller sizes, basically. And, uh, and the women's line, that's really what we're going to try to make grow right now. Um, it's a great part of the apparel business and, and these ladies buy a lot of clothes and and like, like new, fresh ideas and apparel to shoot in. So that's, that's kind of what we're, we're hoping to work on this summer. Well, I'm very excited about the sporting clay stuff. You know, if you ever want any help from Sean, well, I better just say me. Sean, you might have to run down to Houston Tent and Awning and get him some material. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, do you carry size Shrek? Because that's, that's what my size Hey, don't is. you worry. I got you covered. I'll, 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 I got some stuff. I got some stuff that's going to be headed your way. I bet I can. I bet I can get something around you. There you go. <laughs> but no, I, I would love to. I don't know if you want my feedback or not, but I'd love to help you out. I mean, I uh, I think it's very cool what you're doing, and I, I love a, a new company like this and seeing them grow, and, and uh, I'm excited for you, Pat. Yes, sir. Well, we, we appreciate it. We're, we're so glad to have the opportunity to talk with you guys and uh, be, a, be a part of your podcast. I'm a fan. I'm a listener, and, and uh, we are so young and so new and uh, so eager to, you know, to, to keep our heads down and just try to try to make this work. Well, that's good, man. I mean, we, we really uh, look up to people. I mean, me and Jason started this whole podcast over just basically the love of sporting clays. We never realized it was going to go, you know, to the point that it's gone. Right. Yeah. Jason. I mean, it's, no. it's definitely exceeded all of our original expectations. We looked at it as a fun hobby thing to do and, you know, get some information out to other shooters, but man, it's, it's, it's been a great thing. And hopefully with that same uh, luck, you guys will blow up and be a, a big name on the, on the scene here pretty soon. 
Well, I hope I hope you don't put any comparison to us, Sean, because we're still just as fat and ugly as we were two well, years but ago. I, I didn't say anything about what we look like. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm just saying that what we started is people seem to know us uh, a lot more than what they did when we first got going. So. <laughs> but no, uh, in all seriousness, I, I do wish you and your wife success. I mean, it, this is really cool what you guys are doing, and uh, Pat, we we really do wish you the best. And if you got something new coming out, man, get a hold of us. We'll get it on here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're so, um, we feel so fortunate to, to uh, be on here with you guys and, and, uh, you guys work with some great, great folks. And, uh, for us to be able to be a small part of it, we, we are, we really uh, appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, Pat, well, any closing thoughts? Uh, not, not really. We're just hoping to, uh, get into a spring weather and we have a lot of merchandise that is based for the, this time of year hot weather and uh we're hoping to really kind of have our first full summer in business and get some good feedback and listen to our customers and and uh, be able to put some merchandise in the hands of these clay shooters and uh see where it takes us right awesome right very cool well pat thank you again for joining us i appreciate it thank you very much guys i i I enjoyed being on yeah thanks pat it's been great talking to you buddy Uh uh-huh thank you well, Sean, what do you think? Folded wing apparel. Well, I mean, uh, new guy on the scene. I think uh, he's got the right idea, and yeah. definitely looks like he got some quality products. And 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 since he's going to be pushing more into the sporting clays arena and carrying bear pelt vests, right? I mean, what's what's not to like? Can't go wrong with that. No, but I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of exciting. You know, I mean, we're we've it got is. a company like you know you, you know pick a big brand name like columbia or huck or something like that and you know hear this guy stepping into the sporting clay market it's kind of cool i like it yeah i do i think he's going to be uh very well or do very well with it and i hope that everybody appreciates what they're trying to get done so yeah uh, yep hey before we get to the questions for coaches with Corey cruz and i and i know he's on hold we got to get going score chaser Yes. Had a long conversation with Casey Chase, a wonderful conversation, and we're going to start working a little bit with Score Chaser. What that means is every episode, or we're going to try to do it every episode, uh, we're going to have a little little tiny segment at the beginning called Tourney Talk, and basically Casey is going to forward us any information of big shoots that are coming out. Now, these are big shoots, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, your big money blast shoots, uh, regionals, nationals, all that kind of stuff. She's going to let us know when they've came available on score chaser to you, new shooters. This is going to be very valuable information. And if you're still confused about this, don't worry. We've got an episode coming up with Casey. We're going to talk real deep about how to navigate that site. But if you go to our website, the deadpair.com right above the show sponsors, there's a score chaser banner there. You click on that and it'll take you right to score chaser. But we're going to work with Casey a little bit, and we're going to try and get these tournaments a little bit easier to access. And we're going to dive into some of the questions that people have about Score Chaser and navigating that website. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that are out there thinking about going to some of these shoots, I mean, it's important that you know well in advance because a lot of times they get booked up and sold out, or or at least a lot of the prime rotations get sold out and booked up, and then all you're left with is the 8 a.m. or the 3.30 p.m. rotation. Like, okay, well, I can go, but I'm going to either shoot at the butt crack of dawn or the you know late at night right so. and you know i talked to our friend uh christian cyber today and he wanted to he really wanted to shoot the u.s open with us but by the time he looked there's no no spots available for the main oh yeah i mean it, those big shoots they go fast right and, and you got to be on you got to have your finger on the trigger literally <laughs> yeah when they announce them so. right so we're we're gonna try and help with that a little bit uh by having this tourney talk 
every episode we're going to release what shoots are coming out or, or as often as you know they do come out uh it's not like they come out religiously every week yeah uh, but any of the big shoots uh casey's going to give us a heads up and let us know that they're available and you can just go right to our website or right directly to score chaser either way yeah well we better wrap this up because yes. Corey's waiting absolutely let's get to Corey cruz and questions for the coaches all right, on the phone with us for this sec- this questions for the coaches segment, it's Corey Cruz. What's up, Corey? How y'all doing, fellas? Good, man. Good. How, how's things been going for you down there? Uh, all good. Just excited to get the year kicked off. Got my first major coming up next week at the Browning Briley. So oh, excited nice. to, to get out there and start shooting a little bit. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, Corey, we've had a ton of questions come in, and we kind of picked two for you, and I thought, I think these would be pretty decent. Merle asks, do you have any suggestions for locking on edgy or fast targets when there isn't much time to react? And how long do you keep your eyes on the target after it breaks? Um, well, okay, let's see. Where do we want to start? It says, how long do you keep your eyes on the target after it breaks? I mean, you know, usually after it breaks, it's over with. So uh, no reason to keep looking at it. Uh, hopefully we'll be looking at pieces. Right. Um, but the uh, the first part of the question, do you have any suggestions for locking on to edgy or fast targets when there isn't much time to react? So let's just suppose he's saying like a window shot in the woods, uh, fast bird kind of busting through a little bubble in the, you know, uh, a small window, small break zone, what have you. Um, typically, those you'll be able to look back and locate where the actual machine is. Uh, something I do, you know, uh, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I haven't always done it, but I've gotten more specific on, you know, the target speed. And, you know, if you're going to peel that back, then, I'd, you know, let's say lateral speed. And instead of just slow, medium or fast, edgy or dome or, you know, however you want to call it, I'll actually say, you know, all right, that bird would be a on a scale of one to ten. I'll give it a number. Okay, uh, something Bill McGuire taught me uh, years ago, you know, let's, you know, on on how to judge lateral speed. What Bill says is that uh, high house ski target from post four, that's a five speed on a scale of one to ten. Okay, so whenever we get back to Merle's question about, you know, how do I, you know, suggest locking onto something? Well, first you have to know that lateral speed because that gets your eyes kind of in gear with what that target's going to do when you get your eyes in gear with the lateral speed of the target you know how fast to look you're almost already matching the speed visually okay when you can also get the gun in there then it also helps slow things down for you therefore allowing you to have a little bit larger window than a competitor might have right right so if that's the case you can actually start this um yeah, I call it like just getting a hard look at the bird. All right, I don't necessarily lock on to edges anymore on birds. It's there's t- it's uh, to me it's more difficult than just trying to find you know the middle of the bird. All right, so um, you know I can talk more about that later. But so I'll essentially to make myself find that I'll literally ask myself you know uh, with my you know in the moment of the shot while the face is in my, or while the gun is in my face and the targets moving, I know predetermined that it's, let's call it a, you know, a five speed target and it's coming into that window. I know that I'm going to lock onto that bird, you know, either by listening to the noise of the machine, if I can hear it sometimes would, you know, shooting in the woods, you can't hear so well, so you can't hear the machine, but there's a timing that you can kind of record between when you say pull to when that target enters that window. And if you kind of say label that, lateral speed a number you can kind of 
you know, do a little slow motion replay on yourself to figure out and get your hands, your body, your eyes all in sync with that lateral motion that that target takes. When you have that, that's going to allow you to actually visually lock onto the bird better than most people than just sitting there. And then it just a you know, flash that busts through a little open window. You still with me on that? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. So whenever all that's going on, you, you, I guess it's, you know, theoretically, I mean, I don't think it's a theory. You got to do it all the time. The, uh, the target just visually appears slower to you whenever the gun speed is matched to the target's lateral speed. And then you've created a still picture between the target and barrel when everything's matched up. Right. Therefore you can actually see it, uh, 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 you know, a little bit clearer than, than people who aren't doing that. And in that case, that's whenever I'm actually looking for the middle of the bird. And my definition of good timing is that I'm actually pulling the trigger in that moment that I find the middle of the bird. Not that I'm, you know, sometimes just searching for it will check the box. And, you know, for this particular target, if I found the middle, I'm going to shoot. If I uh, don't have enough time to find the middle of it, if I just see color and round, you know, and that's when I have to shoot. I've already made my mind up in my planning on what it is, what it is that I want to see on the target. And so whenever I find that specific spot that I want to see, that's whenever I'm firing. You know, that's given that I'm, you know, getting the barrels in sync with the speed of the bird, you know, and let's say if I need to be, you know, uh, a little bit ahead of it, or if I'm going to start behind it or uh, let it collapse and just, you know, there's a ton of different variables on technique wise, but visually, I know it's a long winded answer, but uh, that's what I would do to slow the whole mechanism down to where I could actually visually lock onto the bird better. And the whole trick is just matching lateral speed. Gotcha. Hey, Corey, let me just add on to that for just a minute. Is there ever a situation uh, when you're in the box uh, that you would actually justify going from a low gun mount to a mounted position on a fast bird like that? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it just all depends, you know, the, the mount, you know, uh, in the, you know, fully pre-mounted or the gun out of the pocket, that just depends on visually where I pick the, you know, target up. Uh, timing, I can shoot it just as fast starting, with the gun out of the pocket, you know, I don't want to say just as fast as pre-mounted because usually pre-mounted, I can spot shoot it, but, um, uh, very closely, you know, at, at the same break point with the gun, but it's all has to do with how you know, where your eyes are on your, uh, your visual pickup point, your mm-hmm. visual hold point. If I typically like to watch clays come off the, off the throwing arm, if I can see the machine, I watch it come off the throwing arm. That's just uh, me. A lot of people don't do that. They'll look out uh, you know, ahead of the machine so their eyes don't get beat. But I kind of, you know, what I was just explaining about knowing and recording what that what that lateral speed feels like on the body rotation side of things, that kind of helps me come out with the flash, and I can immediately lock onto a spot, you know, um, whenever I want to. So you question, you know, what would I, when would I determine pre-mount or uh you know kind of like a little cheat mount yeah. just depends on the location of the machine i want my eyes comfortable whenever i say pull gotcha. if i can pre-mount and see it come out i'll pre-mount if i turn my nose over to to see the the target come off the you know it's like a deep quartering bird or you know kind of like you see it a lot at these charity shoots where the machine's sitting right next to you um you know, it, it's all give or take, but the ultimate answer is just, I'm going to do whatever feels the most comfortable and the most easiest. And, uh, what I feel like I can do it a thousand times in a row doing. 
Gotcha. gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Question two, Garrett writes in, uh, and boy, we can all uh, definitely relate to this. When you're in a slump with your shooting, what is the best way to get out of it? Oh, boy. No, I mean, that's a, simple. We can have a whole episode. <laughs> no, man, that's a simple answer. Yeah, that's a simple answer. You know, if, you're, if your game is timing-based, that's the quickest way to get yourself in a slump. Uh, and then it affects your emotions. It affects your, you know, so-called mental game. And that's what makes you feel like you have, you're in a slump whenever you've just got a, a foundational flaw in your form and mechanics and timing, uh, it, your mental game is just a reflection of that. So if you find yourself in a slump, you know, just keep peeling the onion back, get back to the roots of things and figure out, uh, what's really causing the slump. Is it a timing issue? Is it a form issue, a mechanics issue? A lot of people get so caught up on just a technique, thinking that, you know, perfection on, a, on the technique side of things is going to be the answer to shooting big scores. It's not. It's just one third of the of the part uh, or maybe even one fourth of the part. I mean, you know, it just depends on how you want to, you know, which lens you want to see the game through. Uh, if you want to get out of a slump, go back to the ski field, go back to the trap field. You know, be able to you need to be able to shoot 100 straight ski at any given day of the week, 100 straight trap any given day of the week, doubles trap doubles uh ski uh and that will really highlight where your flaw is in your game you know if it's hitting pairs in a row if it's a mental thing if it's an attention thing that will basically highlight where your weaknesses are and allow you to fix it um you know on a lot tighter budget as well too skeeting traps typically a little bit cheaper in sporting clays right right good stuff no, that's that, and don't get me wrong. It's boring as all get out, but I mean, you're <laughs> not there to to be a skeet shooter, or a trap shooter. You're there to work on your sporting game, but that's an easy way to go in and 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 diagnose it. You know, uh, I train with a lot of international skeet, um, and then American skeet doubles, sixteen yard line trap, twenty seven yard line trap, trap doubles, and you know, each one of them has their their own, you know. Um, I guess, training mechanism. And at that point, once I've get, get my mount down, my timing down, form mechanics, balance, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, checking out really good. Then I'll go, you know, have a blast on sporting clays. Just, you know, got the, the boring part done and now I can go have some fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So uh, let me expand upon that just a little bit, Corey, if I could. So it, when you, the times when you've hit a slump and you go to the skeet field, I know it, it, it varies. It depends on what you've corrected, but on average, what would you say you, you put down range on a skeet field? I mean, is it 500 rounds? Is it, you know, six, 700 rounds? I mean, what do you, a lot of people listening to this are nowhere near your level. So what do you recommend, you know, if they're in a slump, what, what would be something good that they're not just out there hammering away and they're not really accomplishing anything? What would be a good round number you think they should spend on a skeet field? You know, it's not really a one size fits all sort of answer. Um, right. it, a lot of it depends on your, on your, your strength. I mean, you know, if you can go and shoot a hundred, you know, it goes really fast, especially if you're shooting by yourself. Um, you know, if you can shoot a hundred and your muscles aren't, you know, uh, tight and sore, if you can shoot two fifty, go for it. Um, but it, it's more than just one day. It needs to be able to where, you know, you know, let's just say that you were going to really clear your schedule out and just have one, one week of hard training. We need to go start your, your practice round, uh, on the skeet field or on the trap field. I think, you know, it's the same thing, you know, still professional baseball players, tennis players, football players, they start with stretching, consider skeet and trap kind of like stretching before the game. 
getting your form, your mechanics, the the gun fit, you know, you really learn a lot, you know, from, from doing that. And just by watching your brakes, getting in tune with your body to know like, oh, man, my neck's a little, you know, tweaked up. Maybe that's making me hold the gun a little bit different. Well, that's going to make your point of impact a little bit different. Does your gun still really fit you? Are you mounting it well? Uh, so to answer the question on how much well it just depends on how much you can handle how much time you have how much right. money you got how much ammo you have uh a roundabout answer you know with all those things considered you know go out and shoot you a, you know at least a hundred of them uh every time you get a chance you know it won't hurt you right well Corey, thanks so much for coming on man we really appreciate yeah. all the knowledge and i'm sure our listeners do oh, my too. pleasure uh, can't wait to look forward to maybe bumping into you at a future event here down the road Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's great seeing you guys on the road. Appreciate right, everything you're doing. Good luck this year, man. Thanks, Corey. Yes, sir. Same to y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yep. All right. On the phone with us for this RE Ranger segment is Austin Cosper. What's up, Austin? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing great, Austin. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. So, Austin, for those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what class do you shoot? Well, I am from Covington, Georgia, and I got my um, shooting started in 4-H and then I moved to uh, the collegiate. Um, I shoot for Emmanuel College. I'm about 45 minutes, 30 minutes uh, north of Athens. Um, right now I'm I'm in C class, but I'm steadily working up. I kind of joined late. Uh, this is only my third or uh, fourth year going into uh, NSCA shooting and I absolutely am addicted if you want to say that <laughs> it's easy to do um, I'm actually from Covington Georgia and my uh, 4-H team I had um, I don't know if you know them uh, Blake Chitwood and Shelby Moon on the same 4-H team so we oh, were yeah. pretty good absolutely so we're talking about RE Ranger here what was your decision to go with the RE Ranger glasses as opposed to anybody else well I was new to the sport and, uh, I had some cheap Walmart glasses and I wanted to make an upgrade. And so I, I shopped around, asked a couple buddies on my team and they were like, dude, you need to try a Ranger. Go, go look at Rangers. I was like, okay, I'll go look at them. So, I I went and looked and I was like, man, these things look pretty slick. So, uh, I bought me a pair. They are the Falcon pros and I'm, I'm absolutely in love with them. I won't, I won't buy any other shooting glasses ever. So are you using the new React lenses or are you using the other ones? The, uh, I am. I'm, I'm using the uh, React AI. I was uh, texting Kevin to Michael and I was like, hey, tell me about these React lenses. Uh, like, what do they do? What, what's special about them? He was like, just get them. And I was like, okay. So if they're good enough for him, <laughs> they're good like enough Kevin. for me. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. Kevin. <laughs> well, in regards to the glasses, though, as far as going from your, your regular like Walmart or standard shooting glasses you can pick up anywhere, you go to the React lenses. What kind of stuff did you notice immediately? It's hard to explain. Like If you ever get a really expensive well i wouldn't say expensive but if you get a really good pair of polarized sunglasses like costa mm-hmm. it it takes all the glare away it puts focus on what you're looking at and that's kind of what that did i mean it blurred out and and made everything that kind of got in the way irrelevant and just made that target stand out not necessarily like made it brighter but it made it to where everything around it was more neutral and you could see more visual detail of the target while it was flying and you could pick up target paths better. It, it just, it increased uh, my ability to read targets and that's what made my scores go up. Awesome. Gotcha. So you said you're using the Falcons and you're in the new reacts. 
Um, have you tried any other uh, glasses that they have? Um, I haven't tried any more frames. Uh, I, I found the Falcons with the wraparound ear, and that was really what made me fall in love with them. I was tired of bending over to pick up shells and the glasses falling off my head, so I really like that. So I've stuck with my frames, but I've got a, a few uh, other colors. I have yellow for if I ever do some night shoots, and then I've got um, a really dark purple. So if I ever go out west, I know I've used those out west before. Uh, it really brings it down. Gotcha. Well, so if somebody came to you and they were on the fence – considering buying a set of shooting glasses what would you tell them um as far as re ranger goes i've never met anybody uh in the glasses industry that could beat their customer service and i've never met um the quality like their metal frame so they're not just going to snap from plastic or sitting on them or running over them uh, if you drop them, the lenses, they're very durable, so they're not going to just crack. And if they do crack, you just give them a call, and they'll just ship you some right away. Gotcha. Well, that's a good testimonial right there, don't you think, Jason? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I love mine. Um, I've looked into other glasses before uh, I had my Rangers, and the cost, and there was no difference you know, in, in the performance. In fact, I think the Rangers were even a little bit better, and the cost was way lower. So I would agree. It, it was a no-brainer for me. So. Well, Austin, listen, we greatly appreciate you coming on and speaking with us. Um, we uh, we got some other things we're going to catch up with you on, but uh, for this segment, we're going to let you go and move on to the to the next person that's waiting on us. All right, sounds good. Look forward to seeing you at Trident Cup. All right, man. Good luck this year. Good luck to All you, right, Austin. you, too. See you, Austin. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, on the phone with us for this Negrini segment is Marty Fisher, host of Wing and Clay Radio. How you doing, Marty? Guys, I am doing marvelously well. It's a beautiful day here in South Georgia. Uh, you know, I've got a uh, a big shoot coming up this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to 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 coach a, a college clay target team. Uh, you know, Georgia Southern University. Nice. Well, Marty, you've been around the sport and shooting for a long, long, long time. And uh, from what we hear, you're a big fan of Negrini. Can you tell us why you decided to go with Negrini well, for your cases? <laughs> Guys, you know, for forever ago, I, with uh, a gentleman that many people may know, Bruce Scott, Bruce and I did a, show, a TV show called Shotgun Journal, and we traveled all over the world. And, you know, we weren't just clay shooters. We were bird shooters. So we were getting on and off of airplanes, in and out of rental vehicles, you know, all sorts of things like that. And, and I had a I had a big, heavy aluminum gun case. That I mean, it was very functional. I mean, make no mistake, it was very nice, but it was heavy. Yeah. And you know, I, I found a, I, I, I got introduced, you know, through a friend to the greenie cases, and I picked them up, and I said, "Wow, this thing is unbelievably lightweight." I mean, my gosh, I said, "Is it strong?" Well, I started to do a little to do a little research, and I found out. In doing that, that the uh, that the ABS uh, material they use, very shock absorbent. I mean, r- remarkable, you know. And 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 they actually, in doing further research, they actually do a crush test on their products. You, you ever seen the, the videos when the uh, the car companies or when they were testing the bumpers, they'd run into a wall to see. Oh yeah. You know, to see if Negrini does exactly that. No kidding. With their cases to be able to see if. Uh, you know, if if they're going to 
going to stand up to the to the rigors of, of you know airplane baggage handlers you know sailing them off the, off of their airplanes and all sorts of things you know guys flinging them in the back of pickup trucks and you know all of those things and 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 they stood up to the test and and so now you know every shotgun that I have when it goes out of my house is uh, is in my Degrini cases and uh, I have had absolutely zero issues uh you know with with any kind of damage or of any kind and you know I did I did go ahead and get the they got a cordura cover that they'll put on the that you can get to put on the outside of it because I mean the Degrini custom type case is very handsome you know it's a really good looking case yeah they are they they look know, really nice and, and uh, so you know I put I put that cover on the top and and I've just had absolutely zero issues and, and, and couldn't be happier with the problem. So, so as much as you've traveled, I mean, and we know, all know how rough TSA and the airlines are on your cases. You've never had any issues or any breakage or anything that you had to call in a greenie about and get taken care of? No, not really. You know, what, what's interesting, when I, when I first looked at it, I said, okay, hold on a minute. You know, the airlines are real peculiar. Oh, yeah about all these locks and all of this stuff that you've got to have on gun cases. Well, well, you know, the greenie, you know, I mean, somebody thought about it. Uh, there, there are three combination locks on every case. That combination is yours and yours alone. So, you know, I picked out the ones that I wanted to put on mine, uh, TSA compliance. So, you know, it's good. It's good with the TSA folks. And, uh, uh you know, they, I mean, I'll be honest with you. They've never, They've never called me to, to open up my case to take a look. I mean, I guess that X-ray is really nice, and, and there's no problem. But I, w- I will, I will give all of your listeners one little hint because this is this is this is critical, and, and I found out about it. If you're going on an airplane, don't put your loose chokes in your gun case. It looks like ammo, and they will have they will call you and make you open your gun case and, and show it to them. Hmm, okay, that's that is a good point. Um, so if somebody was on the fence, Marty, and they were considering a Negrini case, uh, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to steer them in that direction? Well, I think, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, and if you go to the Negrini website and, and it's, <laughs> it's got a lot of product on it. Okay. I mean, they've got so many different shotgun cases that, that it's just, it's just remarkable. And you decide, okay, what gun am I putting in it? You know, am I, am I putting in over and under, side by side, semi-automatic pumps, a combination of, of two of those? How long is my barrel? How much storage do I want? Uh, you know, I, I, they've even got a case you can put your vest in if you want to and close it up and you pretty much got everything that you need when you show up and just open your case and you're ready to go. But, you know, you can you can kind of pick and choose from a whole bunch of different uh, options with you know within their cases, and now they've come up with with something. You know, a lot of guys that, that shoot clays are also bird hunters, also duck hunters, or, you know, upland bird hunters. Uh, they now got a, a a new series of cases that uh, one's called a duck ruckus, which is basically a you know it's a waterfowl hunting case. You know, holds two guns you know, with some extra storage in it. And then they've got a, a new Upland case that I saw a picture of here not too long ago. But I, I think, you know, and, and, and then you can you can also pick and choose from, 
you know, different color interior, you know, like some of them are, are deep blue, some of them are burgundy. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're just a lot of options that you can choose. And I think the, you know, the most important thing, if I was telling somebody to, to, to get one, is just go in and do the research. I mean, pick up the phone and call them. I mean, they will walk you through everything where you can make the, the right purchase. Now, you know, a lot of, a lot of the gun cases for the very fine guns that we buy for clay target shooting are actually made by Negrini. Uh, they make a whole bunch of the gun cases that people already have, and you probably don't even know that. Yeah, my Kohler uh, came with a Negrini case. So. Sure, exactly. And I think the Kriegoffs too. But, I, you know, for me, I wanted to step up with with a more custom case to fit the exact needs of my gun. I mean, if, if you're a skeet shooter and you've got tube sets, They've got a case that will hold all the tube sets for you, plus right. your gun. Right. Well, let me yeah, ask you this, Marty. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one feature out of these cases to be your favorite, what what is that? Mm, the, I think the 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 most important feature for me, and this this may be crazy because there are so many features that I do like, but for me, the lightweight quality of the case over what I've had for, you know, in the past for years and years. I mean, every time I would pick up my cases, if you put two guns in it, you know, those big aluminum cases, you're picking up 40 pounds. Right. And I didn't want to do that. So now I've got, I've got a really nice two gun case from the greenie, you know, that I, that I can put my oven under in it. I can put a semi-automatic in it on, on the other side. And I picked that up, and it, and it, and the gun case weighs six, seven pounds, and it's every bit as sturdy, if not more so, than the aluminum case that I had. Well, Marty, this has been awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about Negrini. We're going to catch up with you soon for a full-blown podcast. But, um, again, thank you very much for coming on and talking about Negrini. I know the boys over there are going to be happy to, to hear what you had to say, and um, I'm well, sure our listeners will get something out of it, too. Guys, guys, it's been my pleasure, and and uh, I, I can tell you, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a guy that I, what I use is what I believe in, right? And um, that's the way we are. You know, we're I the mean, same it's, way. It's got, it's got to work. It's got to be good. It's got to be functional. And and I'll be very honest with you, and and you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make this a sound like it's a commercial, but this is what I use because it's the best product I've ever used, and. Uh, and, and I've been very happy with it and, and uh, with absolutely zero problems. So that's awesome. You know, the greeny, the greeny, the, the good, the good and the greeny stuff. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I, I think I want to say that their websites, the greeny cases.com. I think I've, I've actually been there a couple of times, but if you go there, you'll find something that you like and, and it will be a really good investment for a long period of time for you. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Marty, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Many thanks, gentlemen, and thank you for what you do. We appreciate it. Thanks for your time. I appreciate that very much. Thanks, Marty. It's been great. You betcha. Take care. You betcha. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sean Alley, just like Anthony, I can listen to Corey Cruz all day long. Yeah, and and aside from that, he's a great guy. I mean, he really is. He's a super guy. Corey's a super cool guy. Yep, and good shooter. Definitely good shooter. If I had the talent that he has in his pinky toe, I could probably win something. Yeah, <laughs> might get to one of, one of those checks that we keep hearing about. <laughs> yeah, where are these magical checks? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't gotten too many of those uh, over yeah. the years. All right. 
Hey, thank you to our guests, Pat Murphy, Folded Wing Apparel, and Corey Cruz. Appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, listen, you know, we, we preach every week, take someone new to a tournament, take them out shooting. If they're new to that tournament scene, man, check out our website. Hit up that score chaser. Yep. Um, you know, look into some of these tournaments we're talking about. Yeah, go back and listen to our, our Sporting Clays 101 episode if you guys are new. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a great intro to learning about a tournament what goes on in a tournament and what kind of things you have to think about yep for sure um sean alley one thing we need to mention real quick there's still time left if if anybody wants to get in on roseanne prucka's benefit shoot absolutely yeah great 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 event for a great person can't say enough about it um she's a great person and obviously Really fighting to uh, overcome this battle with cancer. Uh, just as a quick reminder, that shoot, uh, the crushing cancer shoot, Saturday, June 4th, starts at 4 p.m. with a dinner and raffle at 6 p.m. afterwards at Bald Mountain. It's a 75 target, uh, and they're including the ammo with that. So Right, and that's Bald Mountain, Michigan. Now, if you can't make it or if that's a hike for you or, or if you live clear across the country, you can still go to, I think it's, is it Michigan Shooting Center's website? Well, I know they put it up on Score Chaser, so you can yes. you can register there for the tournament. But there's also but I'm talking about buying the raffle tickets. Yeah, you can buy and, raffle tickets, and you can also make donations. Um, I think yes. that is on uh, Michigan Shooting Center's uh, website as well. And it's definitely on our Dead Pair Public group page on Facebook. Yes. Um, go there, click on the link. I mean, they've got all kinds of cool stuff you can win in this raffle. I, I think one of them is an A400. Yeah. Uh, flats of ammo. Mm-hmm. All this. So, listen. This young lady needs our help. This is her third bout with cancer. Yep. So uh, let's help someone that's been great to the sport. Yeah, Paul and Roseanne, great people, and uh, definitely would be very, very appreciative of any help that you guys can provide. But I've heard just about enough of you, Mr. Alley. Okay, good enough. So until next week. Hey, we'll see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast.